never show any sign of weakness. Always go for the throat. Buy low, sell high. Fear, that's the other guy's problem. Biz Talk Radio is proud to bring you... Investor's Edge with Gary Kulbaum. Straight talk about you and your money. You can reach Gary now at 877-747-EDGE. That's 877-747-3343. Here is your host, Gary Kulbaum. And welcome once again to Investor's Edge. I'm Gary Kulbaum, your host. Thanks for being with us today. Glad you are here, ladies and gentlemen. Happy that you are listening. It's uh, Friday, October 4th, uh, 2019. And we're here to do, uh, discuss, you know, everything, everything that affects you, the markets, the economy, your money, and all that stuff in between. But first, if you do not get this show in your city, go to GaryK.com. You can listen live or archived soon after at GaryK.com. And if you'd like to hear what we're doing, like to hear what you're doing, press the money management button, press the subscribe button to get our notes direct to you, or our email service, convictionleaders.com, convictionleaders.com, convictionleaders.com. Right there, one month free, check it out. Oh, yeah, and Twitter. Do you know... How vicious Twitterites are? Do you know how weird people are? Do you know what Twitter really is? You know how they have the movie critics? It's just everybody's a critic on Twitter. I only criticize politicians or my sports teams. I will get into little bitty bits. Oh, uh, and national media media I criticize. I will get in little debates, little bit bits back and forth, but there's no winning. Um, I don't know if you saw the video. There is a video. I, I flew to New York City last night, and uh, the flights to LaGuardia were four hours delayed. The flights to Newark were two, and I was one of the two. And um, I'm landing, and uh, we get in the car, and uh, I'm get, I get a bunch of these texts. And I don't know what they are, but it was mostly you got to see this video. There's actually a, a girl. I, I don't know if she's in her 20s or 30s, but looked like probably in her 20s at a – that Ocasio-Cortez uh, woman had a, I don't know, a get-together. And this young woman was whining, complaining about climate change. And I'm not making this up. And she was not kidding. She said, we need to get rid of our babies to fix the earth. We need to eat the babies because there's too many people. And she meant it. This was not a joke. This is not Saturday Night Live. And Miss Ocasio-Cortez all she said back, oh, we got to find other solutions. She didn't say, what are you, a psychopath? But I bring this up because she's one of these people on Twitter, cursing people out. I had somebody, a faceless guy, ask me if I was a birther. You know what a birther is, right? Believing Barack Obama was not born in the United States. And I wouldn't answer the guy. And he got mad at me. And then he tagged Fox on it. Hey, Fox, is this who you want to be on your team? A birther. Even though I wouldn't answer him, and I was my usual sarcastic self, texting him back or twittering him back, uh, how tough of it was it to uh, create the, the world in six days and only one day's rest? But I bring that up because that's what we're dealing with. It's, it's amazing, and I bring that up because, you know, when I get on TV and I do radio, you would not believe some of the emails I get from people. I say to you that Elizabeth Warren is a Marxist, and I explain why. I give you the definition of Marxism, and she defines it. You should see the emails I'm getting. And I would just logically ask the question back to these people. Why do you want to give all your money and all your control to one woman who is known to have been a fraud? And leave no doubt she committed fraud. Any way, shape, or form. Can't get into it with them. It's a waste of time. 
So I'm just bringing this up because I think we're in for a big 13 months going forward. And we will continue to be our clear and unbiased self. We will take on all comers. We have no team that we're on except for your team. There's about 150 some odd million of you going to work every day, trying to do better for yourselves and your families, trying to move up your ladder, the ladder in life, whatever it may be, and making your own choices. What a concept. The ability to make your own choice. So when I say to you that these other people want to take all those choices away, I'm not doing it to persuade you. I'm here to give you facts. In case you don't know, I'm pre- I pretty much read verbatim what they are saying. And you just get to decide. We just think we ask the questions to make you ponder. We have converted many a socialist to recognize that what they're telling you about what they want to do will do nothing for you. And in case you don't know, those socialists are only socialists with your money. They're capitalists with their own. And sometimes corrupt, as in Elizabeth Warren. She's corrupt. That was corruption, what she did. So I just wanted to bring that up today because, man, oh, man, oh, man, oh, man, have I been inundated like you wouldn't believe. Which gets me to segue. So, Gary, I have a question for you. What the hell happened in the market the last six days? Good question. Well, the Dow went down 1,300 points and then went back up 700. That's what happened. Gary, how does that happen? Beats the heck out of me. Gary, is there any important spots or points that you can pinpoint on why the market, after dropping 1,300, not only turned around, but man, had a real great reversal yesterday and a strong day today off of what wasn't real strong employment figures? And we'll get to the market wrap in a minute. My answer, yes. Some major stuff went to the 200-day moving average and kicked off of it with what we would call a sense of urgency. That's what happened. The big institutional crowd at longer term, not short term, longer term support said it ain't happening just yet. And not only ain't it happening just yet, we're going to bust it enough off these support levels to make sure that the next time go around, we're not going to let you break it either. That's my take. And of course, going along with those major indices in the 200-day moving average are some names, some very important names hit the 200-day moving average and bounced. Now, that doesn't mean their strength and leadership. They're not. It just found a place where we've gone down enough for now. Facebook comes to mind, a few others. But what's interesting is, and listen carefully, when we scan, we have no bias. We have zero bias. And when we scan, regardless of what the market did that day or the day before, We stop and not even think about it. Just look at what we're seeing. Up next, what are we seeing? Be interesting. I'm Gary. This is the one and only Investor's Edge. It's time to switch on the integrator units and get the brain cells working. You're listening to... Hey, this promises to be fun. Investor's Edge. The last bastion of quality programming. With Gary Kaltbaum. It doesn't get better than this. Hey, yo. You know, the market wrap is brought to you by investment-models.com. That's Jim Rohrbach, one of the great market timers. No gray areas with the man you're either in or out of the market with his proprietary indicators. Go check it out. Investment-models.com. Well, do I start with the bad or do I start with the good? Yeah, let's do the, let's do the good. Yeah, the final numbers. Dow up 372 today. S&P up 41 NASDAQ 110, NASDAQ 100, 115, the semiconductors, the SOX, up 28, 
the transports are up 103. That's your good. Gary, why do you sound all, you know, well, I'm scanning. I have already scanned everything in the scanning tool that I use. Every stock of importance that trades a million shares or more a day. And as I will continue to scan, I will scan everything that trades 250,000 or more. And then I will have these lists. And then I will separate the lists. And then I'll see where the big leadership is. I'll see what really looks like it's going to hum. I'll know what ain't working. I'll know how much strength it is and whether there's this great ability for the market to really get going. And it is done, again, let me repeat, without any bias. You see, right now, I'm in the midst of scanning. Right now. We're pre-taping the show. It's 5.15 p.m. The market's closed, but I'm in the midst of scanning. And we've had this big day, 3.70. Yesterday, you had this great reversal finishing up. Here's the outcome. And I mean this when I say it. All I see is a Dow that was down 1,300 points and got back about 750. That's all. If anything, I'm looking at more on the sell or shorting side as this rally slash bounce peters out. What could change my mind? Not much just yet. Because in order for markets to really get going, you've got to have the setups. But what about the president meeting with China? What if there's an announcement? I, I, I can't argue that point, that we can walk in and gap up. But you know what they say about ifs and buts? Well, I don't even know what they say, but I think you've heard it before. Leadership. I'm looking for leaders. Show me where the big leaders in the market are. What do I got? I don't have any big growth leaders. I've got a few names. That's it. All the growth leaders of the last year or two are below the 50-day, some below the 200-day. And yeah, they bounced up. They look like a bearish market bounce in those areas. I wish I had more to tell you. I don't. I really don't. And the other part of the equation, the bigger picture. The Dow's where it is. Most of the major indices are where they are from last January. And some even farther back. And some double digits down from the highs. Transports, Russell, other stuff. Foreign markets, much worse. So just letting you know when you see these big numbers, we're scanning it. We're going into the internals. Less is meets the eye. That's the take. We're open to anything. We're open to all outcomes. Just less than meets the eye right now. But let me repeat, we're open to all outcomes. But as of this second, we're just willing to state the obvious, down 1,300 up 750. That's it. Now, Gary, why does that happen? I, I, I don't know. Is there any reason for the 1,300? And then all of a sudden it turned back up seven. I don't know. We're just watching price here and, and the, the fear and greed. That's all we're trying to do. And as we've always said to you, I got to tell you, we can come up with a reason why the market should be down every day. And we can come up with a reason it should be up every day. Just letting you know. And guess what we told you the leadership was before the drop? Utilities, some consumer staples, the dollar stores, and some real estate stocks. Guess what we have as leadership after the drop and this rally up? Utilities, some real estate, consumer staples, dollar stores, a few semiconductor names. There's not much after that. I can tell you that Target looks pretty darn good. I can tell you that. Oh, housing stocks. I knew I missed one. The housing names. So before you get all googly, need to see more. Because as of this second, just a drop and a rally up. JP Morgan goes from 120 to 110 back to 114 and change. It's the best way I can put it. In one name. Up next, more in depth. A few more things to ponder. Thank you for being here. I'm Gary. This is the one only Investor's Edge. 
are listening to America is talking Investor's Edge You gotta be pleased with that The crowd is just on its feet here He's a Cinderella boy With Gary Kaltbaum Comes highly recommended You're gonna feel better if you talk to him So let me just repeat that again. J.P. Morgan goes from 120 to 110 back to 114. That's kind of what we just saw over the last six days. With some things better than others, of course. Speaking of some things better than others, uh, Apple uh, was up six today. Oh, let me back up. I'm sorry. There was excruciatingly low volume today on an up 370 day. Just letting you know. Excruciatingly. So Apple, we're hearing that Apple has told suppliers to raise their supplies, which means their new phone is selling better than expected, so Apple continues to be a port in the storm. Not necessarily doing a lot, but doing much better than a lot of stuff that's been trashed. So let me just mention that to you from the get-go. Other things I wanted to mention, and I'm going over a bunch of questions you guys have asked. The Lyfts, the Ubers, the Pelotons. That seem like almost at any price not to have any friends. Do I think there'll be a point in time where they'll be buyable? Well, I can tell you at any given point in time, they're tradable. You better be right. But we deal in the big picture here. The IPO, the initial public offering, most of them market are in bear markets. And you know what bear markets are? They go lower than you think and what anybody else thinks. More than can be imagined. It's bear market. Do you think Lyft, the IPO at 72 and opening at 88, do you think anybody in their right mind would think just six months later, seven months, it'd be 39? This is Lyft, that on-demand ride-sharing company. Think anybody believe that? Hell no. You do know analysts fell all over themselves to say buy it, but we recognize bull and bear markets, and there's just a bear market for these IPOs. There's some outliers. But on the whole, so we would just, again, we're not saying they can't bounce them. The 50-day moving average on Lyft is at 46 with the stock 39. Typically, on bounces, you can revisit that. But keep in mind, every day, the 50 days coming lower and lower and lower. We just think you avoid them uh, as far as the big picture this second. And again, if anything changes, we'll let you know. But Gary, what does that mean if anything changes? Well, an up day on heavy volume. I'll take one of those days. And then when they pull it back, they don't pull it back all the way. And volume is lighter on the pullback. And then a few days later, you have a second heavy volume day with the stock being up the upside. All of a sudden, we're saying to themselves, boy, that's twice that the big money crowd looks to be uh, buying some of this. Let's keep an eye on it. And then we start to see what we call the stair steps going the other way. So let us just repeat. We ain't seen it yet. And let's hope you listened because we nailed it for you. Interesting enough, I'm getting asked a lot about Bitcoin. I don't know why, because it died again in June. Has it come down? Eh, let's see. Since the high in June, eh, 45% it's down. After a good move. But let us repeat our question to all of you. And we'd love to ask this question of anybody on TV that keeps touting this BS. Simple question. What's a Bitcoin worth? What value is it based on? How do you put a value on it. What is it based on? What's the earnings? What's the revenue? Help me out. Uh, but uh, Gary, can't you say the same thing about gold? Well, yeah. When you have 100 years of history, come back to me. 
and gold actually is something. You do know that. It is a commodity, right? Supply, demand. Forgot that? So let me explain to each and every one of you again because into the climactic run, we nailed that one for you also back in December of 17. We told you that, number one, there were too many scammers out bringing out 2,500 coins, including my favorite uh, Dennis Rodman's pot coin. And when I say scams, they're scams. Oh, we made up a coin out of thin air. It's a scam. It's a scam. Well, of those 2,500 coins, I think most of them are down 95 to 100%. But Bitcoin, being this name, has stood the test of time. But of course, is down eh, 70% from the highs. But admittedly, way up from the lows. You know what the problem is about way up from the lows? Nobody ever heard of them. Except a select few that are now billionaires that can't sell. So we don't know where it's going to end up. We just knew a lot of the coins would go by the wayside. We don't think Bitcoin's worth anything. Well, what about Facebook doing a coin? Yeah, so? So what, Facebook may have their own money? Let's say they do. What does that mean? Is that investable? Can you bet on the dollar in a real big way except for futures? You know, the dollar, as itself, doesn't move zillion miles. You can bet leveraged on it in futures. Anyway, since you're asking, I'd figure I'd bring up the Bitcoin today. And again, you decide. It's your money. Pick your poison. Know what you're getting into. Just don't be stupid. Just don't be stupid. Uh, The Dow held a 200-day yesterday and has bounced up nicely. That's all I can tell you. But the Dow is where it was three weeks ago. It's where it was at the beginning of August. It's where it was in the middle of June. It's where it was in the middle of April. It's about 1% higher where it was last February. It's down from where it was last October and is right now 100 points lower than where it was in January of 2018, the Dow. So we're getting towards two years of no gains in the Dow. Not the end of the world. The S&P, about the same. S&P's a little bit up from that January 2018. But the Russell 2000 is where it was, hmm, let's see. Mm, let's call it September of 17. And interesting enough, the Russell 2000, since December of 16, is only up about 5%. So 5% in almost three years on the Russell. The transports. Uh, the transports are sitting right where they were. Uh, September of 17. Catching my drift. And the same since December of 16 as the Russell. Up next... We'll continue with the big picture and whatever else. I'm Gary. This is the one only investors in it. You're listening to. What are you waiting for? One, two, ready, go. Investors Edge with Gary Culpa. And welcome once again to Investors Edge. So we're not doing this exercise about where things were two years ago to discourage you. We're doing it because it's the facts. Now, we can look at this a few different ways. Actually, let's talk two different ways. This may just be the big, long pause that refreshes. What do you mean? Well, we rallied into January of 18, and the market stopped dead, and we've had uh, you know, big, wide range with 120% drop last quarter of last year before the Fed changed their stance in order to stanch the bleeding, and that eventually uh, things are going to break out. Or we just keep doing this back and forth, back and forth, or look out below. Well, I can tell you a couple of things. If we are really to break out in earnest, the underbelly of the market has got to do better. That has to pick up, and it hasn't. There is so much Procter & Gamble 
and a few of these semiconductor names are going to, and the housing names and Coke and Pepsi, there's so much they can lead the market up, which means not much. The good news is every time it looks like heck's going to break loose, you got what you got yesterday, a reversal out of nowhere. And then today on less than expected job creation, 370 points. And of course, they were out in droves today saying, well, by the way, you know what the headline was the last two days? Markets up because the economy is weakening, which will lead to the Fed lowering rates quicker. Do you believe that's what these headlines were? It was. Reason for everything, right? So stay tuned. I've done my scans all the way down, the things that trade 500,000 shares a day. I got a few names. By the way, uh, something like a Ring Central RNG, which was a growth leader that broke down badly, was up 36 bucks today to 163 on a partnership with Avaya. That must be one hell of a partnership. I've yet to look at it. I'll have to check. But that's a big gap and a big breakout. I'll do some legwork and homework on it over the weekend. But for the most part, not a lot of oomph. As I mentioned, relative strength in the utilities, some real estate, consumer staples, Pepsi and Coke. The dollar stores, Dollar General, raw stores, Dollar Tree, a few semiconductor names, just not a lot. And a ton, a ton below resistance levels that used to be support. In the news, hey, the president's going to be impeached. I've got to tell you, I'm fatigued over it already. I'm fatigued. And I think it's going to be one hell of a next 13 months. One hell of a next 13 months. And I have a sneaking suspicion... We're going to see some Republicans, high profile, turn on the prez also. What do I think happens if he's impeached? Well, I don't think it's if. I think the president will be impeached. I do not think he'll be removed. If he's impeached, I, I really just think the market's not going to give a crap. I think the market will see it as a political move. You all can decide for yourself, oh, this is impeachable or not. To me, you know it's impeachable. $22.5 trillion of debt brought to you by a lot of the people who want to impeach the president. And of course, politics. You know what's going on, right? Well, there's a ton of video of a ton of Democrats that are still in power from the Clinton era saying that impeaching the president is a coup d'etat and only because of hate and should not be done. Yet those same Democrats now are saying we must impeach. Of course, there are also Republicans from back then who said we must impeach, who now say it's bad to impeach. You got where I'm coming from? They ain't working for us. They're working for themselves. And on both sides of the aisle, they're lying sacks. No principles, no ethics, just party. And that's how you get to $22.5 trillion of debt. And one is worse than the other. And we have found out that the Republicans have been doing nothing but conning people on the right for years as they are taking the championship belt away from Obama. So our motto stands. We can't stand any of them. On that note... Have a great weekend. Drive carefully. When you get home, do like we do. Simple procedure. Make sure you have your children. Night-night all. This clean edit of Investor's Edge created by Stu Lander. Follow me at twitter.com slash s-t-o-o-l-a-n-d-e-r.